I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Lindsay. And in today's episode, we are doing our first ever one-on-one coaching call. So it's me, Shan, (laughs) and Alexis. Welcome to the podcast. What up, dirtbags? I've been really excited to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I always yeah, get so fellow nervous. Yeah, I get so nervous saying it because I don't want anyone to take it the wrong way. But then anytime I see a podcaster out and about, they're always like, I'm a dirtbag. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's okay. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, which this is episode 20, mm-hmm. um, you can – go back, um, which we encourage you to go back and listen to the beginning episodes to kind of see how Shannon and I started this and why we're doing this. Um, But somewhere along the line, we wanted to come up with a name for you guys. And I think I always say it was Shannon because I like to blame (laughs) Shannon, but I think it was me. I was like dirt bags, right? Like, isn't that, that's what we are. So it's, it's meant, and you guys just embraced it. Loved it. And it's, which I love. Yeah. So we're thinking like mm-hmm. dirt bag merch and um but yeah so Alexis you um left us a review and um Shannon actually picked mm-hmm. randomly mm-hmm. um so yeah thank you for your sweet review yes. too it was very I mean kind just honest all right just <laughs> honest you. well thank you <laughs> um and full disclosure i actually have met you before because Alexis owns wild roots Wild Roots with the S. She's Wild Roots Farmer Florist, um, and she's out of Kentucky, right? Okay. We had the we had the Ohio driver, Kentucky driver argument. I think when we first when I first met you, do you remember this? Oh yeah, I mean you guys are awful, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. We had this so movie. Ohio drivers are good in Kentucky or bad, and Kentucky drivers are good. Oh, yeah. We absolutely hate when the Ohio Navy comes down uh, to the lakes is what we call them. Um, <laughs> I mean, you guys are flower farmers, so you actually don't leave the farm in the summer, That's but like true. for everybody else. <laughs> that is funny. funny. Yeah. I just noticed that like Kentucky people just – they will like fly past you and um, they pass you and then they go over and then you're like, I have to pass you again because you <laughs> went past me at like 50 – and then now we're like back to 30. So I have to pass you again. Yeah. So we got into this little like back and forth about it. But um, yeah. So um, Alexis, do you want to uh, give us kind of a summary of your farming mm-hmm. operation so we can kind of get to know you better? Sure. Absolutely. So uh, yes, Wild Root. So we are um, two employees. Myself uh, and my husband are the ones <clears throat> drawing a regular paycheck. And I'm very Yay. proud of, to say that we're employees now. That's been a <laughs> that's been a big thing. But we are in our kind of our sixth really official season. Um, I have a background in plant science. And then I was doing some weddings for, you know, all my friends when I got out of college. And, uh, you know, that's what they did. They all got married. And I was like, I can do your wedding flowers. And then suddenly I was like, you know, I actually like have a degree to grow this. Uh, So I paid for that. Maybe I should use it uh, some more. So 
started growing flowers. Uh, two years ago, we actually bought our farm. So we were on rented land for our first four-ish seasons. Uh, so that really kind of changed the way we did things, uh, you know, was an interesting thing. So when we bought our farm two years ago, I put my, put my first peonies in the ground almost two years ago today and finally got my perennials in. So things have really shifted. I got a high tunnel. We just put up a greenhouse. Uh, you know, we went really big in that first year because we We've been prepping for four years. So uh, we've been on the farm two years now. And then our main sources, uh, like I said, we do weddings still. We do full service and a la carte. And then uh, CSAs are our other big one because we do weddings and there's only really just me. We don't do farmer's market. We gave that a shot. We couldn't get into a market big enough for us to make it work. Um, so we've stuck with the weddings and our CSA customers are the best. So uh, we're really, really hyping that up. And then we do wholesale uh, to some of our favorite florists in the area. Okay. Awesome. That's great. And you have a job out, both of you have jobs off of the farm, right? Yes. So I work um, in horticulture out off, off farm, uh, teaching people about plants. And then my husband also is an engineer and he works off farm. So we both are putting in, burning the candle at both ends, especially this time of year and in springtime. So Hence the, uh, the, the stress and scheduling. <laughs> yeah. So I know we had, we talked a little bit before we got on. So do you want to tell us, I know, so on these one-on-one -on -one coaching calls, we're kind of looking to have like a topic to discuss. So we're like, what, what would you say was your biggest struggle that you wanted to talk to Lindsay and I about? scheduling and kind of developing systems, you know, as we, because we've bought the farm, we're growing very quickly now. Um, it, it'll be soon time to have someone on board that's outside of myself and my husband uh, and developing systems that work for us that we can also pass down and then just scheduling with mother nature. I mean, you know, it's all well and good when you're like, okay, this weekend or, you know, this evening I'm going to plant uh, because it's going to be perfect and then it rains or the wind is so terrible you can't lay irrigation or, you know, there's always mother nature to deal with. And so developing systems to go along with that scheduling, mm -hmm. it's, it's, they're similar but different. Um, so anything you want to touch yeah. on, any tips you have yeah. for those would be great. Yeah, I know we talked a little bit before, um, but from coming from the corporate world when everything is like Excel spreadsheets and I worked in an accounting office, it's like you have this tendency to think like everything is so linear. So it's like, okay, the spreadsheet says it needs to be planted by this date and then it's going to bloom by this date. And when that doesn't happen, when we first started, it like was really throwing me off. And I think um, that would frustrate me a lot because I felt like this business is unpredictable and I don't know what I'm doing and all of that. So it kind of like led to some frustration, but I think um, you have to embrace that it's not, that it isn't a linear, this is not a linear business. It is, has a lot of variables and there's always going to be those variables. So I think it's like how you manage those. And I think record keeping is huge. So like for me, let's say I want all of the spring plants to be in by April 1, the first succession. Um, so for me, it's like, okay, but it was snowing that week and we couldn't get it in because it was too wet and all of that. I think just taking notes and I think you're going to have those variables. And I think, so now I operate within like time frames, and I don't guarantee anybody anything. So I can say, Hey, generally the Lysianthus blooms the second week in July, all the way through mid August. And I try not to be too like 
if it doesn't bloom, then, you know, then I have to have it. And it's all that, you know, I really try not to do that. Um, and I think once you, that's like part of like embracing the seasonality of what we do too. It's like, and with weddings, it's hard. I mean, I, it is hard. It's like, I really needed the blush Lizzie to be there <laughs> this week. But I feel like, I think we have to like let go of that control that sometimes we like anchor ourselves to just trying to make sure that and it, and it comes just really from fear like not being able to meet our obligations and and all of that so I think um, I really had to really embrace being flexible with it and then also setting the boundaries and expectations with my customers that that is not that I, I can't guarantee this to you generally we have it and like people ask me oh yeah generally our tulips start blooming at the end of March but uh, you need to touch base with me closer to then. And so like I always have marked in my calendar each week. Um, it's just like a touch. It's like a touch base. So I know, hey, you remember like a week, a month ago when Kathy asked about when the tulips were blooming? I always have. I'm like, hey, Kathy wants to know. So then I will always touch base with her. That's like a customer service standpoint. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about time blocking, um, but that's kind of like a block that I have um, in my schedule just to like swing back to other people so that they're, I think it's hard from a customer perspective, not knowing is hard, but when we keep the line of communication open with them, that just it gives them some reassurance. Yeah. So same, Shan. So I kind of do the same thing, like when you're talking about like time blocking for, but for myself, um, you know, with time management, Alexis, I... I am the type of person that I can easily overwhelm myself on my schedule. And I think in farming, it's so easy to do that. You know, you you get like, there's endless to-dos. There's always going to be endless to-dos. There's always going to be interruptions, whether that's mother nature or somebody that just rolls up to your farm. I had an example like last week where these two ladies came, we weren't open. Um, but I ended up spending like 25, 30 minutes with them. She owned several businesses in town. Like I knew once I had gauged in the, in the conversation, I was like, oh, this is going to be worth my time. So part of that is actually, um, you know, this time management piece is scheduling those interruptions in, which sounds insane. Um, but when, before, I think, you know, there were a lot of struggles with having an off-farm job, but there some of the things that were really mm -hmm. good that helped me was learning how to manage my time better. And so for myself, um, you know, my schedule, I, on Mondays, um, that's like my personal day where I can get some stuff done, but it's also where I plan for the whole week. And I look at, you know, it's where I do my like office stuff, but I, I write out the to-do list of stuff that like really is the priority for, for our farm for that week. And a lot of times, um, because I, there's a joke on the farm that I think everything takes 10 minutes, um, which is how I actually got my like nickname Jim on the farm. Cause my grandpa was that way. And, um, so I'm like, yeah, this will take 10 <laughs> minutes. And their girls are like, or 10 hours. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> so I have to be realistic about like, what does it take to prep for, you know, whatever that task is, you know, like you think like, okay, we're going to like just tear out the field or tear out whatever the thing is, but it's like, oh no, there's a lot of steps to that. So Mondays, let me start back. So Mondays I, I write that list down of like, what is the main priority for this week? And for us, um, it's getting our some of our spring stuff in the ground, and we have to prep for um, a we have a big craft show this weekend. And so then I work backwards from that to kind of help us. And 
I literally plan it on a calendar. And so I am very realistic about like building in transition times. Cause when I first started doing this with my schedule, um, I would be like, okay, so like 10 o'clock to uh, 10.30 or 10.45, I'm going to do emails. And from 10.45 to lunch, I'm going to do QuickBooks, um, you know, whatever the thing would be. But I ne- I didn't give myself any buffer time in there. And so, um, and this is a very like quick, high level thing, but like blo- actually blocking those things out and giving yourself less to get done because your brain gets overwhelmed, um, or mine does, uh, with this huge to-do list. And so, you know, there would be big, huge projects on my list. And it's like, well, no, we need to just really get a primary focus for this week. And, you know, we structure ours and Shannon, I think you guys do the same, but we have a very mm-hmm. consistent schedule of like when we harvest, when stuff goes to florist. And that's intentional for us because it gives me structure within my week where I like know there's set days that that stuff happens rain or shine. Like it just happens. Mm-hmm. And then the variable things like planting or, um, you know, washing buckets or whatever those things are kind of get plugged in. Um, So when I do, I look at the time management piece, I manage my time versus what I do for an employee's time differently. So like those are two separate things that I'm planning for the week to get planned on Mondays. Um, But having a structure and like um, Shannon was saying, time blocks, that's how I block them out. Mm -hmm. Um, and truly, when I started doing like time management stuff, I I would read I read a lot of great resources and things on it. But I'm like, oh my gosh, it doesn't seem like it's that much stuff. But what was happening was I was getting so much more stuff done because my time was focused. I built in these like you know kind of uh, um, like I was calling them like buffer you know buffer times. And then at the end of the week, it felt way more rewarding because it was like, man, we knocked out this stuff. And it was able, it, so it, it re that whole process, like reinforced me to say like, okay, this is really working for us to be able to stay on track. Um, because employees, like there's always variables, like that's what makes it running it so hard. What mother nature, all of those things. Um, so, but you guys do that similar too, Shannon, right. With like a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, so like I always try to start with like, what's actually making me money. (laughs) Like, I always prioritize those things first. So, and then you, I try to like, I try to have a schedule because employees like there to feel like the same things happen. Like they know what to expect on Wednesdays. I, I, at least I have learned with my employees. So it's like, I know, you know, Wednesday afternoon we do half of the grocery delivery. So Wednesday morning is bouquet making. And then, so for us, like Mondays and then Fridays are kind of field work that's when all the other like projects get done sometimes on Thursdays. Um, so I think it's like looking at the week and time blocks, like, cause you're the business owner. That's going to look different from you than for you, for your employees. But for me, I had to like learn for the employees and even for myself too. Like if I need to weed the Lizzie tunnel, this is how long that should take and blocking that amount. Cause what I've found with employees is that if I give them, eight hours to do it, it'll take eight hours. But if I give them three hours to do it, and I feel like that's a realistic moving at a decent pace, then then all, then magically it takes three hours. So I think it's like setting time expectations for them and for yourself too, because I, me, I could get lost in email every day. 
But for me, I'm now I'm like now I in my Gmail inbox, I prioritize these are things that I need to follow up with. These are the top things, though, so I'll star them. So you can create different labels. I don't know if you use Gmail or any Outlook or anything would have it. So I know the things that absolutely need my attention, and a lot of times those are the things that are going to make me money. And then there's like questions from farmers. You know, that's and that's important, but that's not as important as me getting back to a florist on whether one flower is blushier than the other blushy flower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, I think I really do. I, I had to like reframe my mind. It's like, is this making me money? And if it isn't, then it's like lower priority. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to like reframe my email inbox because sometimes I only have a one hour block to do emails. Um, and then I need to know like with the click, quick glance, what is the most important thing at that point? So it would be like reorganizing those little systems so that you're not spending, wasting time like sorting. Because what I would find is I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go weed the tunnel all morning. Well, then I'd be responding to emails while I'm weeding the tunnel. Now I'm half, excuse me, half ass responding to emails and half ass weeding the tunnel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. sometimes I think just like that really narrow focus is important. So I think having those specific times that you do things and that will also set the expectation for your employees like, hey, I know Alexis is going to do office work, check inventory, pull everything she needs for the weddings on Monday morning. And I know not to after the morning meeting or whatever, I know that I don't need to talk to her because she's in do not disturb mode. Um, so I think it's kind of like setting those expectations for your business as the season changes, those things can change, but generally it's like busy season. This is the general schedule. And then even for myself too, so I think like, like Lindsay does hers on Mondays because I have employees here on Monday. I have to kind of figure out what I'm doing on Sunday and, um, there's all different ways to, you know, talk to your employees and organize them. We generally have a morning meeting and we always have like a rainy day list. And Lindsay, you yeah, do this too. I do too. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's raining, we always wash buckets because that's under <laughs> undercover. That's like the, the thing to do or work in the tunnels. Mm-hmm. So um, there's always kind of like these little projects, you know, inventorying stuff in the barn um, that can happen, but it's having that list so that they can operate without you or that even you aren't overly distracted or pulled in different directions. Like, okay, I know this is the list and this is the most important. So for me, it's like always prioritizing what's going to make me the most money or make my day a little easier. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I said that or not, but I don't have employees there uh, here on Mondays. So most of the time, today's an exception. I do today um, because what? we have a really busy we have a really busy week. So um, yeah, just extra, buy them extra lunches or something this week to get them through. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's like, that's kind of my planning. But I do the same thing with my inbox. And, uh, but I do what I call a tickler file that is like, that's the thing that like I'll come back to and I'll check it and then immediate action. So I actually don't even have any thing in my main inbox. I just, so it's cleared out and everything sort of gets sorted. And that's how essentially that same thing is how I prioritize my schedule. Like, like Shannon said, the thing that like drives it is, is the financial side for us is like the biggest priority. Like, what do I have to do? And then you have things that are timing wise, like I've got to get the cover Mm -hmm. crop on, you know, so there's things that kind of shift. Um, and that, uh, you know, and anything that we don't get to sort of rolls over, but one piece that, has helped me to Alexis with time management. It was how I had a relationship with how I thought about time. Um, and I used to say all the time, like my, to- I feel like my to-do list is dragging me around. 
Like it's just like I'm being pulled by it, right? It's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm here now, I'm there now. Um, and so it was a shift for me because like what was happening was my to-do list literally was dragging me around. And so I just was like, okay, I'm not gonna do this anymore. You know, so I was like, I am gonna be, I'm gonna be good at managing my time. And even with all of the variables, it's really possible. Um, and so um I just shifted that mindset of like, I've got to figure this out. It's like any other problem on the farm, like whether it's like pest and disease or a soil issue or whatever. It's like, I just, it, it gave, I put my focus on it and I was like, okay, time management is something that like is very doable. And even, um, and I'm not perfect at it. I'm still learning. I still fall off the wagon mm-hmm. um, where stuff just like, I didn't allow enough time for something, but uh, yeah, it's like that just sort of became my like main focus. And I prioritized like, me, my personal time versus, you know, what I need to do in my business and just was very, very helpful. Yeah. So, so when, with your wedding clients, do you meet with them on the farm or when, when are you typically having those meetings? Yeah. So we, I'm usually finding those meetings had to be in the Mm -hmm. evenings or, um, I try and keep them on a weekday evening, Mm -hmm. uh, just because when I'm going on a weekend, I like to just go and not have to like, get to a place where people can yes. see me. Um, like I want to look like a farm goblin. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so I try and keep them. Sometimes it has to be on a Saturday or, you know, mm-hmm. even a Sunday I've occasionally, but I do try and keep those two Zooms. What I have done oh, nice. this year for the first mm-hmm. time was, um, you know, so for my full service brides, I do uh, consults, of mm-hmm. course, and their first consults. And if they are not booked with me already, like they haven't put down their deposit to give me their t- day, mm-hmm. I charge them $50 for the hour. Uh, and then that can go towards them. You know, if they book, mm-hmm. then they get that $50 back essentially. But uh, that has been super helpful. Yeah. And I've developed um, actually, I paid somebody to develop because, again, time management. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Somebody yeah. else will be better. At yes, me. delegation. But, um, Right. Uh, that's learning curve, mm-hmm. big one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but to develop some like uh, kind of brochures that walk them through a lot of those qu- constant questions that I was mm-hmm. getting. So it's, you know, the bridles not, you know, it takes time, but I feel like I'm a little bit, got those a little bit more yeah, down. Good. It's really just, especially in those, the cuff seasons, mm-hmm. like the spring and the fall. So like right now, because I'm sure it's the same for you all. Spring and fall is wedding mm-hmm. season. So not only is it wedding season, but it's also planting season. I have to bed flip. I need to cover crop. I need to, you know, and then there's like all the normal tasks, like just harvesting, which makes me money. Mm-hmm. But if I don't plant the things or, you know, do these things, then I'm not making money next year. And so it's like, I have a friend who's like the best analogy and uh, is a very visual person. And she said, I've got all these alligators like biting up my mm-hmm. legs and I'm just going to hit the one that's closest to me and then yeah. try and deal with the one at my yeah. ankle later. And uh, that's what farming feels like mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And I know that's part of it and it's exciting, but by this time of year, it's just so draining. Mm-hmm. And like October's not even here yeah. yet. You know, like my bulbs have just gotten yeah. here. So, so do you feel like you're all you're getting it all done and well or no? Um, the we- It's really it's the weeding because mm-hmm. when it, uh, as an example, it's those those tasks or like the cover cropping those tasks that like don't make me money, but they you they're know what important. I mean like they're not an immediate mm-hmm. thing or they're not planting. It's it's those types of tasks or like um you know situating stuff, knowing what my inventory is, weeding 
mulching, those things that like have to be done for sustainability mm-hmm. of the farm and the income, but it's not an inst- kind of that instant gratification, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Um, those are the things that are really falling behind, especially this summer. Um, I don't know about you guys, but our area had July when of all times it rained all July. Yeah. I mean, it was just constant. And so like you couldn't even get outside mm-hmm. to weed if you wanted yeah. to. And now it's just like, I look at it and I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> when am I going to get? Yeah. It? And I think, you know, that I think when you do, when you have those, and I, this is when Judd and I were like, okay, we need, we need help. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. So I think it, yeah. That's what, so I was just going <laughs> to chime in and say, think yeah, when, it's like, yeah. It, to me that like hearing you talk about those things, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, you think, all right, now it's time for an employee, you know, even though it's yeah. this scary yeah. because it shifts, um, you know, those uh, tasks that like you would be better suited to run the business or do the wedding mm-hmm. stuff and like the higher ticket, you know, you know, revenue the coming in the door. But yeah, that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say, Shannon. Yeah. And I think if maybe it's just hiring and I know like, I bet you could find somebody though, if you just put it out there and be like, it's 10 hours a week weeding that or yeah. five hours weeding, five hours miscellaneous things. Um, so I think when you have like those holes in time, if you make it a specified job, and I know like the worry is, okay, well, I don't have all these SOPs or like procedures yet to have an employee. I feel like sometimes like that can hold us back because we feel like we're, we don't have everything perfectly in place. And I think part of having the employee is like figuring it out with them and they're going to ask you questions. You're going to be like, okay, that that's a huge gap that I didn't see. Because I'm just so used to doing it myself. So like if you had some – let's just say you had someone weeding. You could say, okay, in the greenhouses, I'm going to hang the hose and all the weeding tools in the greenhouse. So essentially all they have to do is show up and like we'll we'll keep like bins, like plastic Tupperware containers, um, and they just throw all the weeds in there and just make it like everything's in one spot and they have a specific job. And I think when you specify those jobs, it will like – and then you can say, okay, this worked the way that I communicated about this worked because there's going to be like multifaceted. It's like you need to communicate it properly. Then you need to inspect what you expect. So you need to make sure they're doing it to they need to know what it what uh, what the final product should look like. So there's like a lot of those things with employees. And I think if we do it one task at a time, mm-hmm. it will feel manageable for you. And they're not like they're not feeling overwhelmed because just like, listen, we just need to get weeding down. Not saying you're weeding forever, but we just – this is where I need you. So you're like your career yes. ladder. Like you start at level one of weeding yes. and then like the ultimate is like you're going to yeah. weeds and helping me design a bouquet or whatever it is. Yes. Like thinking in career ladder. Yeah. And I feel like we, we talk a lot about, you know, what are the things that light you up and what are the things that drain you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think finding just like little plugs in your business, like if you didn't have to be like, oh my gosh, it needs weeded or every time you walk past it, you're like, holy, holy crap, the weeds are just like <laughs> overtaking it. I feel like that would like just free up a lot of anxiety. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, having a clear space and a clear mind is important. Um, I think that might help you for really not that much input as far as money wise. Do you agree, Lens? What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that that's it. Those tasks, it frees you up 
to do the things that light you up, right? So like you're going to have more energy to put into your business because you can't do it all. I think when you hear people, you know, so many times, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine who details my car and he's he's drowning. And I said, you need an employee, you know, like I'm giving advice that he didn't ask for, but, um, you know, I was just like this, <laughs> they end up making you money because it frees you up to put your efforts somewhere else. And it's scary. I mean, Shannon, how many times did we have conversations about payroll? Oh, and I mean, yes. still, we still do. And, you know, Terrifying. it's like mm -hmm. it, to, you look at it in these big numbers, but ultimately we couldn't do what we do for, for that. So I think, you know, if I was going to give you advice, I would say next step would be to look at an employee and you'll separate that time. You'll manage that time differently than you will yours, mm -hmm. their time, you know, like Shannon said, you'll give them a task to focus on. Um, and then you'll be prioritizing what they're working on, like planting, probably helping you with planting. You know, this time of year, I'd be like, meh, weeds, mm -hmm. we're not weeding this time of year. You know, for us, yeah. it's just like- yeah. They are what it is what it is at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's a pretty, I would say it's, it's an investment, but it's a, they, there's a, my employees make me money, you know, they make money for this farm um, and I couldn't do it without them. So I would say that's probably the next area that I would look at for thing. you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Quality yeah. of life too. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Like, you, don't you want to come home sometime from your full-time job and be, not have to like holy crap, all this is on fire. And, you know, like that's not fun either, mm -hmm. you know. No, I uh, the I have a girl who just helps me occasionally mm -hmm. like five hours on a Sunday. And uh, she's great and knows what she's doing. And if I could hire her full time, mm -hmm. I would, but she's a PhD student. Um, love you, Katie, <laughs> thanks. Um, but <laughs> she – I made myself French toast for breakfast yesterday because like she was already out there weeding. But, you know, it's – I know it's great that morning. But I know I like I, I need somebody. I'm yeah. it's just you're right. That's scary. Please do a whole episode on hiring your mm. first employee and like <laughs> yeah, the paperwork awesome. because yeah. that is yeah. horrifying. And that's a great winner to us. Yeah. But um yeah, no, I love thank you all. And I love the idea of just kind of number one, being upfront about it. I always feel like I am, but people don't grasp that. Like mm -hmm. farming is skilled labor, mm -hmm. you know, like it's not just anybody off the street, although weeding can be uh, as long as they can identify what's, I've gotten really good at flagging <laughs> things um, for my husband. So he doesn't hit them with the weed whacker, but um, <laughs> the, yeah, kind of setting those expectations for a task. Like I never thought of it that way of thinking like, well, I know it should take me an hour. So let's just say it'll take somebody that's not mm -hmm. as, you know, used to weeding an hour and a half or two hours, whatever, and kind of setting that expectation, I think is mm -hmm. super smart. And, that, and they're never going to be you. They're never going to do it. <laughs> do it like you do it because you care. You right. you care on a level that you can't replicate with someone who doesn't love it. You pay to yeah, be there. Yeah. 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 Um, so you kind of have to like, you know, mitigate your expectations there a little bit with them too. But um, I feel like if you get the time management piece down by blocking out your time so that you're super focused and not like pulled in a million different directions and you take one of those alligators away, you know, then maybe you'd be like, okay. And then you, then you just have a little bit more of a narrow focus into what it is that's going to, you know, keep moving your business forward. And as the business owner, like you, it's your face that needs to be out there. It's you need to be the one to keep moving it forward. It's not going to be them. That's not the role. That's not their role. Um, so you really do like, if you, if this is something that you really want to do is like to, and Lindsay and I talk about this all the time, but just like, 
no one, no one's going to care about it. No one's going to present the business to others the way that you're going to. And I think customers want to interact with the business owner and just scheduling in that time to be the face is super important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even, you know, one of the things you had kind of asked us to is about like systems and, and those things with employees and getting communication is the other piece that like it will just, it comes. Mm -hmm. I, there's been so many times where I was on the farm and I explained something to an employee and then like, you know, I say A and then Z happens and I'm like, that's what they heard? Like I need, okay, I got to work on this, you know, like, and so it's just an opportunity. It's like those systems sort of develop as you develop as a manager and as a business, you know, that stuff will continue to sort of evolve. But I'm like, okay, I need to explain this, you know, or that's so scary. It is. Yeah, it is. But you know, like I always say, like, this is not life and death. Like we're just anything that happens here, like we can fix it. You know, um, it will be, it will be totally fine. I mean, we have given the wrong wedding flowers to people before and we still are in business. So, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, we, anything, anything is fixable. So, but yeah, well, I hope you found this helpful to, chat with us and I appreciate your sweet review and got some notes. I have a whole page of notes. You guys can't see it because it's a podcast, but um, I have a whole page of notes. We're good. We're good. Well, thank you. Well, Alexis, tell people how they can find you. Yeah. So we're on Facebook, Instagram. We even have a TikTok, um, you know, because corgis are life and that's who you see on my TikTok. But uh, <laughs> it's we're Wild Roots Farmer Florist. It's really long. My husband hates it, but it is what it is. We had to differentiate from Wild Root Flower <laughs> yeah. Company. So. Gosh, who is that? Huh. <laughs> who is that person? So Wild Roots Farmer Florist is our handle on everything. Thank yeah, you all so you're much. You're welcome. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Alexis. You are a doll and you are definitely moving forward. And I know I can't wait to see watch you grow and see all the things that you're doing. So make sure you guys head over and give show her a little love on her Instagram um, and tell her how much you enjoyed this episode. All right, guys. Um, thank you again. If you have a friend, another farmer who you know who's struggling a little bit, needs a little bit of inspiration and a little bit of growing info, can you please share this episode with them? Share the podcast. We'd love, love, love hearing your guys' feedback. It's so fun. And when you share our podcast, it's literally the best compliment that you can give us. So, um, and we're going to continue doing these one-on-one coaching calls through the winter, right, Lynn? Yes. Is that the big plan? It's a big plan. Perfect. So if you head over to Apple Podcasts is where we're pulling some of the reviews in Spotify. So if you listen on either one of those, um, we can select a random person who's leaving a review and we'll do this call uh, with you one-on-one for the whole podcast to hear. So hopefully we can all get something from it. Uh, Head to our Instagram at Dirt on Flowers, drop into our DMs, and of course, say hello. We really do love chatting with you. Okay, guys, that's a wrap. Thanks again for listening in, and we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. 